a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks for listening. Got Chris Kiefer in studio here and uh, Rich Taylor on the phone to talk about the 2020 bikes that are out, the changes, the things they've left the same, the things that the bikes need, the things that the bikes do well. A couple of guys that have tested a ton of motorcycles over the years and a couple of guys that are really smart about testing and knowing what each bike is about underneath them and what what it's doing and everything so really stoked to have both the guys on board um and uh like i said there's perhaps nobody who has tested more motorcycles than rich taylor uh, seriously it's it's unbelievable the amount of time he's got and both guys on the phone um uh, both guys here doing the podcast have tested or test now for OEM production bikes. So they certainly know what they're doing, and they certainly work with a lot of the best guys out there. FlyRacing.com, from the Formula Helmet to the Evo Gear to the FR5 Boots, Formula Fly Racing has you covered head to toe. FlyRacing.com. Oh, rough read for me this morning. I don't know what it is. I swear to God, I wasn't drinking last night. Also, thanks to Maxis, Maxis.com. Mountain bike tires are fantastic. I just mounted a new one up on the uh, Intense Taser. Uh, dirt bike tires are great. AJ Cantanzaro is running them right now out in uh, Supercross uh, this past year. The IT line is available real soon. Developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath. You knew that already if you listen to this show. MC's not going to run anything that doesn't work well for him. Also, thanks to Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced booted motocross today, the Bionic Neck support system, the uh, road race suit that those guys have that as soon as they lose control, it inflates to protect them. Have you heard about this thing? It's amazing. It's a few years old now, but it's absolutely amazing technology from the folks at Alpine Stars. I wonder if it'll come to dirt bikes one day. I think it might. But anyways, whatever it is, Alpine Stars has got you covered, man. Underprotectors as well. A lot of guys wear their underprotector that aren't even sponsored by them. Uh, trust me, I've seen it. So thanks to Alpine Stars for coming on board. Maxis as well. And of course, the folks at Fly Racing. All right, let's get into this uh, test here, this testing podcast with Rich Taylor and Chris Kiefer. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, first up, uh, the owner of X-Brand Goggles, a professional test rider. A uh, professional racer for many years, a uh, good friend of ours. It's Rich Taylor. What's up, RT? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, sitting here in my office. Nice. You know? Thanks for coming. It up. How's everything at X-Brand? How's everything going at X-Brand? Things are good. A little overwhelming right now. Got new stuff coming and trying to get it out the door, and things are good. All right, sweet. I'm looking, forward, looking forward to the new product dropping soon, I hope. Right, Rich? Yeah, you know, we did get a bunch of new colors of our, our radical 
current product. Mm. So uh, let's not forget about that. Yes. So yeah, on our site, we got some bitching colorways. We do have a new goggle that's uh, pretty amazing. We've had a few little setbacks with certain things, so it got delayed, but it will be here before the end of the year. But as I said, go to our site, check out the new colorways. Man. Yeah. They're badass. And Pulp Show 19 to save, by the way. Discount code, Pulp Show 19. Um, Absolutely. Chris Kiefer from Kiefer Inc. Testing, what's up? Hi. How are you? Excellent. Yes. Here for the show, here to talk dirt bikes. Chris, is there anybody that's tested more dirt bikes than Rich Taylor? More? Oh, no. I mean, seriously. Any More dirt bikes? No. I would say him and Doug are probably the, the OGs of test riders. I was thinking riders. more magazine guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So as far as bikes go, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. Because Doug's, you know, ridden it all. But he's ridden one brand. Yeah, right. right. I mean, Rich, is there anybody still, you're still testing, you started in 1987, I believe. Seven. Seven. Dude, you pulled that. 87? 87, yeah. Holy shit. First time I remember seeing Rich Taylor's 1987. Mm. And then... RM125, uh, RM whipping it off a jump at Peterson Ranch, cover, <laughs> dirt rider. Cover. Just saying. Just How saying. many covers did you get at DR? Oh, man, I don't even... Dude. See, that's how many he know. had. Dude, he, he doesn't, doesn't even know. keep counting. Like, no. I counted every fucking one I got. Right. Rich, you got covers of Super Motocross. You got covers yeah. of Dirt Rider. You got covers, uh, yeah, MX Racer, I'm sure. So. MX Racer. Yeah, the bunch of Euro magazines, too. They used to always buy pictures from, uh, you know, from, from right. Dirt Rider and stuff. Who was the editor at Dirt Rider when you started, 87? When I started, it would have been uh, Carl Kramer, and then okay. it was like uh, some other guys you guys wouldn't even have known. They were like road race dudes who were actually the editors of um, Dirt Rider at the time. Man, I'm drawing a blank at their names, but uh, hmm. just different dudes, cool dudes. And then Tom Webb came in. Right. And, you know, it was always Carl Kramer and Tom Webb for a long, long time. Because what I'm saying about the testing, like there's there's probably guys that have tested more bikes but they're not still doing it like maybe in a shorter span than rich i don't i right. don't know but nobody has the length of testing that rich taylor has because you're still doing stuff for swap moto live right rt here and there yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely right yep. so yeah. those those dudes that have tested but aren't doing it anymore those are the smart guys it's <laughs> yeah, just, just saying right right um and full disclosure you still do some stuff for suzuki so just uh, to, to let everybody know you're still uh doing stuff for suzuki here and there just on occasion, yeah. Right. Yeah, a couple, you know, a couple years ago when they came out with the new 2018, I I got called in to just tell them what I thought. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of good at, you know, when the older you get, it's kind of easier to to tell these, you know, all the Japanese engineers sort of what you think. When you're younger, you're like, you know, sometimes you get intimidated, but I don't get intimidated that easy anymore. So <laughs> yeah. you can kind of tell them tell yeah. them what's up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. Um, all right, let's go through some of the bikes. Kiefer, um, yep. on the 450 side, Yamaha is really the only OEM. And I was surprised. We did the intro together at Milestone. Yep. I was, and I must have not read the PR very well. I looked at it, right? Bike looks the same. I didn't really deep read the PR that deeply. A lot of changes for Yamaha. Yep. Um, and, and really, the only OEM on the 450 side that did much, right? Yeah, they have the most changes. They have like over ten engine changes, fifteen chassis changes. Uh, the whole bike, actually, besides the looks of it, is is pretty much new. Yeah, crazy. So, so uh, which is good. I think yeah. they needed to revamp it a little bit, and they did do that. Yep. So, uh, yep. Yeah. So it's good for them that they do that. Um, RT, you haven't ridden the twenty twenty Yamaha four hundred and fifty yet, though. 
that's the only one that I really haven't haven't ridden yet, and I'm bummed out because I'm on the show right now to talk about it. Oh, it's and fine. I, and I know that uh, I know that all my buddies, everybody I talk to, kind of is pretty stoked on that bike. They, you know, they I, I guess those changes they did make. I rode it a lot last year. Um, my kid raced them at the beginning of the year, so I actually spent a lot of time on one. And from what everybody's telling me, it's, it's you know, and Kiefer, I'm sure you're going to tell us, but I, I, I hear it's pretty good. Well, it seems like right now the shootouts that we've seen, Swap Moto Live has his done. Michael Lindsay has his done. Uh, Vital, Vital just got their Vital's done. Vital's got their done. Mm-hmm. It's won everything, right? So far. So far. Yep. And Kiefer, in your estimation, you haven't done yours yet. It's coming up very soon. Yep. Will it win again? To me, like, here's my thing from not letting the cat out of the bag yet. If it... If it doesn't win every shootout, something is wrong. Because that bike, for me, yep. and I think, as you can see, a lot of others, is head and shoulders above everyone else. For me, in 2020, there's a clear-cut winner, yep. and there's a clear-cut sixth-place bike. Yep. Anything in between that could go anyway. Right. But just for me, the Yamaha... What are you doing back there, Rich? Rich, we can hear all of that thumping and banging. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in my warehouse. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm good now. You won't hear it again. <laughs> okay, all right. No, but for 2020, the what Yamaha did for me improved how you can push on the bike. Last year, if you rode smooth, you rode 80%. It did everything well, and I think that's why it did so well in shootouts because the average rider feels really comfortable on it. Right. But when you start to push, it did do some things that were unexpected. Now for 2020, with the chassis changes, Mm -hmm. I think has improved the pushing aspect of the bike. So for me, I really appreciate that. So the overall bike itself now from 19 to 20 is a little bit firmer of a feel. Uh, But, dude, it's hard hard to beat because it does everything good. It doesn't do anything really bad. And people always say, oh, the Yamaha doesn't corner very well. But to me, it's how you get into the corner that predicts your corner. It's not so much, hey, I'm in the corner, it feels really nice. It's like, I need to get in the corner fast to be able to roll my corners fast. So it does that really well. It's not the sharpest cornering machine, Mm -hmm. but to me, everywhere else, it checks all the boxes. So I like that aspect of the bike. RT, did it win your 19, 450 personal ranking? No, no, it didn't. Um, But I did like it. Yeah. and I think, you know, what Kiefer's saying is I, I couldn't agree more with him as far as the Yamaha just being a little bit vague entering a corner. When you first when you first kind of initiate your corner, it always had sort of that big feel. And now, you know, it's funny because what he was just saying, like, my, I got a buddy up in Idaho who rides Yamahas, and he went and bought a 2020. He called me. He's like, dude. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but I love this bike. He's like, it seems like it corners circles around my old one. So I, I don't know, you know. I'm sure what they what 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 did they do the chassis, Kiefer? Do you know that that kind of well, helped all that? They yep. did a couple of things, Kiefer. And I want your opinion. So yep. they did they did change the bar mounts. Yep. They, they moved the bar mounts. They're lower and further ahead. Yes. Uh, standard. Now yes. you ended up putting them back for Correct. your stock, but I, I think also Kiefer the motor changes that they 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 tightened up the motor a little bit, changed the valve angle, made it tighter. Mm-hmm. They said that they noticed that helped chassis also, um, and they weren't going for that. Which you know, rolling mass and the momentum of 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 a four stroke is a big deal when you corner. So, Chris, in your opinion, which change helps the Yamaha turn better? I think the chassis changes actually for yeah. me. Um, the engine changes are noticeable, and I do feel that that's what makes the bike feel a little bit freer for yep. 2020. Doesn't have as much engine braking. So, if anything, out of the engine that helps the corner is less engine braking. 
Um, we all watch these pros on Saturday afternoons in the outdoors. Their bikes never pitch. They're obviously, they have stiffer suspension, mm-hmm. but what their motors are really good at is free wheeling, kind of free feeling. And uh, every four-stroke manufacturer is trying to get that feeling, more of a two-stroke-ish type Doc, of feel. Hey, how about the first ones that came out that just when you let the throttle off? Super heavy. <laughs> they, just, they just dove, like, dude. <laughs> I rode a 2008 Honda not too long ago, and you know how good that bike was, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's so heavy feeling in the in the, even ner- the, in even the inertia feel. And people love that bike. And it's still good, right. but now that you rode something 10, 12 years yeah. later, you're like, oh, shit. Right. So... This Yamaha, for me, chassis, the rigidity balance that they have now helps the machine lay into the corner. We use this a lot, and I'm sure Rich knows about this, is cornering stability. Once it's in the corner, if there's little imperfections inside the rut or they're square edgy or there's even there's some stones or something inside the rut, the chassis doesn't get upset as much as like my KTM does or the mm-hmm. Husky. Yep. Um, I can feel a lot of that stuff inside the rut. With the Yamaha, I don't feel that. So. Right. They've gone a better direction to help it corner. Um, I, For me, as the type of rider I am, I'm a front-end steering guy, so I need some front-end traction. They've improved that. Um, I don't approve of the tire change. We can go on to that another time. But, like, <laughs> um, for me, yeah, just an all-around, for me, engine and chassis changes are better. Yeah. Um, I, I told this to Travis, and I think you were there. I was a little bit bummed out going from 17 to the 18 model. I thought it was going to be a huge change for me. And I was like, eh, it's a, yeah. it's a little better. Right. And I know some guys got bummed out on that. So I was expecting that kind of subtle change going from this. But for me, I noticed more change going from 19 to 20 yeah. than I did from 17 to 18. Right, right. So, um, Yeah, but the, but the bar mounts, you put them back. Yeah, so... Uh, two, you, know, you went back to an older... Yeah, in 18, I'm pretty sure, 18, they went up to plus 5 mil on the mount. And that was too tall for me. So I always went back to the 17 mount. Well, now they're back to that negative five, back mm-hmm. to normal five mount, but they push that mount forward. And Travis and the guys said, oh, you can get your weight over more. It helps the cornering. But it, to me, it put my elbows in the wrong position when right. I rode. So I decided to come back yep. and uh, went to the rear hole forward mount position. And I like that form. I can relax a little bit more. Our- the difference between... The two holes is yeah. 16 millimeters. Yeah. So That's I kind of wish Yamaha yeah. did something in between that. You, you, want, know? you want a third hole. Just like, <laughs> an, like an eight <laughs> right, somewhere in the right. middle, you know? Uh, what about that, RT? What about uh, the bar mount positioning on motorcycles in general? Do you do you play with it a lot yourself, or do you... Do you yeah, absolutely, and, yep. and, and it, it can change the handling of a bike so dramatically, it's ridiculous. You know, it's funny, because, well, we don't need to get into it, but, you know, Kiefer's done a lot of OEM testing, I think, as well, and... and playing with little things like that just a little bit can can change the handling of a bike so much and it just cracks me up when i see companies come out with stuff that's so much different but real quick not to go off on a tangent go ahead um you you know exactly kind of to his point we you know on my kid's bike this year that the bar mounts were really super high we went back to the older ones that are lower to bring the, the front end down so you could get over the front of the bike easier but uh, a question, though, that so they just come stock now this year with the bars in the forward holes. They didn't. Is that all they did? Yeah. So basically, that's all they did is just move the mount yeah. up to the forward hole. Yeah, that's um, too far, man. I, I kind of agree with you. Not having not ridden it, I shouldn't just blurt that out. But that forward hole is really, really far out. Yeah. There, I think. And Watch. see, I'm six foot and I know your kids. He's got to be six one, right? Yeah, yeah, and he, and for me, Travis is and Travis Preston. He's the test rider. He's six two, 
and he likes it, and I understand that because he has, long, he has Preston, long arms. Preston made it for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have more of a, a longer legs than I do arms. Yeah. So for me, it makes sense to have my triangle a little bit closer to me to help predict yeah. my corner. Look, look, I'm neither. I'm nowhere near either one of you with riding a dirt bike, and I got a Yamaha. The first time I sat on it, it felt like ape hangers. Now, I got used to them, but for literally the first time I got on it, I'm like, whoa. Right. Whoa. Like, it was a change yeah that that i really did notice now i got used to it i left them there uh i should actually move them back on my bike and see if i like it better uh rt he he spent the whole intro not the whole intro Kiefer spent 15 minutes of the intro complaining about the tires um that yamaha <laughs> went to how much do you either care about a a, a, a production tire that's on the motorcycle when you're testing them because you know everyone, they're going to wear out. Everyone puts new tires on, whatever you want. Or, or B, how much do you go for when you're testing a model on tires and, and specs on tires? No, we do. T- I mean, we do tire testing. And, you know, all yeah. the OEMs do tire testing. But to be honest with you, usually you don't, you know, a test rider doesn't have much say in what the bike's going to come with as far as tires. Nobody really does. If Bridgestone has a whole bunch of something laying around and they give yamaha or honda or whoever a really good deal on them that's <laughs> that's when it, that goes on <laughs> yeah Richard. i mean i hate to say that yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. kind of the way it is like right. you know and, and back in the old days like even at honda back in the day they always wanted one of the bikes to come with show suspension and bridgestone tires and one to come with kyb and, mm-hmm. and dunlops to kind of spread the love because that's sort of the, the japanese way right um but no, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the tires are the tires. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't rate a bike worse because the tires are worse. I don't think, you know, I mean, if you really want to dissect a tire, you can. I did a lot of tire testing over my years, um, and I can tell the difference between carcasses and compounds and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But it's more about the bike. I mean, you're gonna wear you're gonna ride the tire for you know three times, and in California, it's gonna be bald anyways. So <laughs> right. Um, um, well, I, I listen. I, I I've only really ridden the Yamaha. I rode the Husky at the Fly Race, the Fly thing that was mm-hmm. stock. Yep. I rode a Honda last year that you bored me for a little bit. I rode and I had a Suzuki for a while. Mm-hmm. But Rich, I I tell people this. I cannot believe the the motor on the Yamaha. I just and obviously for nineteen they, or for twenty they made a lot of changes. Uh, and you know the Yamaha guys probably aren't going to be super stoked. I don't notice a ton of difference in the changes in the motors. To be honest, it does seem to get to the mid a little further. But when TP changed that map for me last year, that made a big difference for me. And I and do you think the twenty comes stock with that map this year? Oh Kiefer? no, no. It's different, also. It's different. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't feel the steps and the ignition switches as much that I felt last year. Okay. Last year, when TP put the map in, I'm like, oh, this is way better everywhere. Right. I keep it. But, anyways, RT, the Yamaha motor is really tough to beat. Yeah, it's good. It's got you know, it's just got big, broad power. Which you know, how can you? It, what doesn't it do good? You know, I mean, the motors. You, you can't complain about that Yamaha motor. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Response is good. It revs good. I mean, you know, actually, I think this year we put in one of Kiefer's maps, and dude, I, I loved it. You know, my kid loved it. We never changed it. We we left it all year. You yeah. know, we richened we richened it up, which I think was your map, Chris, yep. wasn't it? I yep. mean, it was pretty much richer everywhere, and just let that thing freaking go. You know, and that's what I, I think. That's what Yama was trying to do for the new year. Um, I've talked to Travis too, and he just said we wanted more rear wheel connection. They, 
they want to have that throttle real easy for the rider, mm-hmm. kind of like the KTM and Husky, where they're is super friendly that way. They want to have that broad power that Rich is talking about, but they also want to have connection because if you don't, if you have a lot of horsepower and yep. you can't get it to the ground, yeah, sure, it might feel exciting, yep, but it's going to one wear you out, right. two your lap times won't be any good. So, um, I know they really focused on getting that power to the ground, and all these manufacturers have all the bikes, right? Yeah. Rich can say that. When we go test, an OEM test, there's four or five brands of bikes sitting out there that, you know, that you try yep. to attain yep. to a level. Uh, or one thing, we want the balance of this bike exactly. and the motor of this bike. and right. Every yeah. manufacturer has a target, and most likely in the Japanese world, there is another brand, okay, we need to at least get to that level. Yeah. That's our target. And if it's not to that level, it's, it's scrapped. Well, everybody needs to get to the motor of the Yamaha level because right. that's amazing. Um Moving on to the Kawasaki, uh, all new. Hey, Rich, for 2019, it's amazing, and you've been involved in so many new bikes. Uh, the 97 CR250, infamously for, by you. Uh, the 96 RMs, uh, uh, a, a lot of bikes. The 90, yeah. But anyways, um, the the 19 Cowie was so new. What is there like six parts, four parts that were used over? Leftover? It's, yeah. It's I mean, very, very little parts. It's amazing, RT, that they nailed it as good as they did, isn't it? They did a great job. Yeah, they they absolutely did. I think I, I don't know. I was telling somebody like in all of my years of doing shootouts and stuff, I never picked the Cowie first that I can really remember. Mm-hmm. Like even back in the two fifty two stroke yeah, days, yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, they had some good bikes, but I always thought something else was better. But I, I last year I kind of picked it first. Like I really liked it last year. Um, I, I agree with you. I think they, they, they did a really good job. I know when you start riding them a little bit and they start getting a little time on them, they, they change a little bit. But, man, right out of the box for the for the shootout we did last year, that bike was really good, and really for, good. And for 2020, Chris, uh, they didn't even claim anything, cha- revised suspension or anything. It's no, there's the – Green there's, panels. That's it, green uh, plastic. <laughs> panels. But, uh, <laughs> dude, honestly – It's good, right? That split days last year on my shootout, uh, one day Cowie yeah. won, next day Yamaha won. Right. Uh, but I just recently spent a lot of time in the 20 at Glen Helen and Milestone and trying to dial some stuff in. There is no other bike that has the comfort at Glen Helen like a Kawasaki does. That frame absorption that that thing has is... What, they have Dubox secretly testing for them? Or? <laughs> and just to go off what we were talking about earlier, the manufacturers, that frame has been a baseline for a lot of manufacturers to try to achieve that comfort. Yep. So now that they don't have that piece of shit air fork, right. they're back to a spring fork, mm-hmm. and they have that good chassis... The thing's awesome. Yep. It's not as fast as a Yamaha, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, straight line stability is better than a Yamaha. Yep. Um, it feels lighter. Out of all the Japanese bikes, that's the lightest mm-hmm. bike. Yep. And for me, again, not a lot of pitching, not a lot of uh, engine braking on that bike, and just little minuscule parts to add to it, like going up a spring right on the fork, makes that bike, it, yeah. it could win a shootout right then if it just had a little heavier fork spring. Do you agree with the fork spring, RT? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has a little divey feel to it. Or are you sure. two guys just faster than ninety percent of the people that ride it? No, I mean, I would say normal <laughs> dudes feel that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree completely. And you know what's funny about what you just said, Chris? Is I, a buddy of mine rides Hondas. Um, Joe Sutter. He's he's a he's a vet dude, and you know he rides really good. He rides. He's an REM guy or whatever. And he jumped on somebody's Cowie the other day, and he called me up and he's like, "Hey, can you get me a deal on a Cowie?" Right. And he rides. He's got Hondas, and he's got really he's got a really you know a pretty good deal with Honda where he can get some stuff. And I'm like, Joe, what do you want a Cowie for? He's like, I loved it. It was so comfortable and plush, and it just hooked up and went. 
Yep. And you know, he's, he's, you know, mid fifties and, and you know, he's a decent rider. He's not great, but he's pretty good. And, uh, that bike just fit him so, so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's just a really comfortable chassis. It's, it's, they, they did a really good job with it. As really far, good job. As far it. as like engine and delivery, how it's mm-hmm. delivered, it's super easy to ride. So like guys like what Rich was saying, Joe is a, you know, yeah. older guy just makes them ride harder and longer because it's so easier to ride right? because the engine's friendly. For a brand new model, they really did a great job, as, as I said. Uh, 2020 Honda? Little little changes. Yep. Uh, Honda's been on that same frame for a little bit, so I think overall, as far as engines go, the fastest engine, um, probably the most exciting engine to ride. If yep. You really have to be a good rider to appreciate it. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, if you're a heavier guy... I think, honestly, I think you would appreciate the Honda Motor, Steve, because it has a lot It can't there. be better than my Yamaha Motor. It is in some areas. It can't be. It's not possible. I love my Yamaha Motor. This thing is so quick, but I think what happens is it's too fast off the bottom. It tires you out a little bit. We were talking about connection. Yep. I think some of that rear tire connection gets lost, mm-hmm. and if it's a softer track, um, has lots of berms and stuff like that, I think it is the best overall engine package, but... When you start going to tracks that are rough, um, have a lot of square edge, mm-hmm. it's where this frame really kind of makes you feel like, oh, shit, I better calm down because the bike's deflecting and swapping and doing these things that you don't want it to do. It doesn't ever really feel planted yep. because there's a lot of rigidity in that frame. So um, if they fix the frame a little bit and soften that area up, honestly, I think Honda would be one or two. Sounds like an R and D guy problem, Rich, for Honda. Yeah. Don't you think? They, should, they should maybe they should fire their test rider. We'll see. But you, no, you know what? Um, that is one of the bikes I have ridden, um, and and it it does it rips. Like again, Yamaha's got that motor that's big and broad. The the Honda motor flat out rips. Like just you kind of got to be a pretty good rider to to sort of ride it to its mm-hmm. its potential. Um, you almost need a little bit. It's it's the kind of motor that if you threw like just a tiny heavier flywheel on it, it would be more like the Yamaha motor. Um, just kind of mellow it out and just mm-hmm. God, the thing just rips though. Um, as far as chassis goes, I actually rode one with uh, those chassis lab um, frame hangers and, yep. and engine mounts, and it it made a pretty big difference on that bike as well. It made it feel a lot more like the Cowie, just plush kind of made the whole bike just kind of get on the ground a little bit better and just sort of better traction coming out of the corners, everything. Uh, Cause I totally, I totally agree with Chris. Yeah. Like the thing's so fast and just gets going. If you're on any kind of a slippery track with square edges, you're just, you're, you're, you're along for the ride. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And, and they finally fixed the suspension on a Honda, right? It's good. Yeah. yeah. The, the, it's, it's people, a lot of people hit me up on email and say, Oh man, I can't get my suspension dial. And I said, you really the suspension is actually really good because yeah. I did an experiment one time. I stuck uh, the Cowie forks and uh, shock on the Honda, mm-hmm. and then swapped the Honda stuff to the Cowie. Yep, and it didn't change much. Yeah, they both felt right. the same. Like right. the character of each yep. bike. Yep. Um, so I would say you know the Showa Spring stuff is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, like I said, the, the Honda corner is amazing. Yep. I think want to get inside a rut, change of direction, all that feels really good. Right. On paper, it's not the lightest bike but it feels really light in the air. Yep. And it's just like a, a stupid little thing. But yeah. for me, I can whip a Honda better than any other bike for some reason. 
I don't know. It just feels like I can throw the bike into a jump better. RT, what bike can you whip the best on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, I, that, I, you know, I hate agreeing with you so much, but the Honda just has that feel. Like, like when when I sit on it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I kind of grew up on Hondas and Suzukis for that matter, and and that Honda just has that feel. A lot different than the than the than the Yamaha. Just you know, it's just got sort of that almost. I don't want to say smaller, but it kind of almost has a smaller feel where you can flick it around and get it in and out of the corners and yeah i mean it jumps really well um the suspension like i again i i don't think the suspension was bad last year i know a lot of people complain but i don't think it was the suspension i think it was the chassis and just causing it to kind of deflect and do things that that made you think the suspension wasn't good well if you want to get some of the work chassis lab uh hangers pulpum x10 is the code to save so we yeah we oh, have to wow. deal with them. So there we go. You worked that in there, Rich. I did. You didn't know anything yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but on the Honda, the rider triangle. If you can ask him, even Travis yeah. says this when he gets on the bike, the Honda feels the best out of all the bikes. Uh, when I had that Honda for that little bit that you let me yeah. ride, I agree. It felt really good between your knees, your yep. leg, your arms, and like I yeah. The Yamaha is a little bulky. Even still, they've yep. gone a long way, but they're still a little bulky. It's funny because you you, know? we talk about manufacturers following other things. Yeah, Honda is one of those manufacturers that other people try to obtain as far as rider triangle right. feel. They'll measure yep. the Honda yep. to try to get their bike to feel that way. Yep. Um, RT, 2020 uh, RMZ 450. What was what was the goal? Uh, <clears throat> wow. What? I'm speechless. What was the goal for the 2020? Yeah. <laughs> How far do we want to go back? Or what are we well, doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, what, what do you think of it? The, the RMZ 450. You know, you know what I, I, the one thing I will say about it, the RMZs, especially the 450, like probably 95% of the dudes and, and women or the people listening to the show, the RMZ 450 is probably one of the best bikes you could buy. I know you guys are cracking no, up. No, I've said that I said this exact same thing on my show, but because I know why. But my reason why is you could go down to a, a Suzuki dealer right now and you could probably get an amazing deal on one, an amazing deal. And that bike is not a bad bike. It really isn't. Their contingency program's amazing. And, you know, you, if you go down and buy a brand new KTM right now out the door, you're spending probably pretty darn close to 10 grand, I would mm-hmm. think. If, you know, depending on where you're at, maybe more. I think you could probably go buy a brand new Suzuki 450 for not half that but probably seven grand out the door and you'd have three thousand bucks to do whatever you need to do you know the first thing i would do is buy a 250 shock and put it on it and i promise you that bikes is as good for you as probably any of the other ones and you're still so far ahead of the game so far ahead of the game as far as now i'm now i'm being the old man who's sensible about money that's that's where this is all coming from <laughs> so you know i mean that that's my whole point about the whole thing like like dude it, it's still a really good bike i mean it still is like i you know i'm never gonna say that it's just oh if you get on a suzuki you're not gonna win well you're probably not gonna win anyways if, wow if, you know. rocks and rocks and disproved that theory <laughs> among others right um I, I said it before. I had one key for you. Let me the 19. No, 18? 18. 18. Fine. It's great. For my weight, I wanted a bit more hit because I'm heavier and fatter. I wanted a bit more hit off bottom. I could have put a high, high compression piston in it, which apparently works really well in that bike. And I would have been probably fine. I just didn't do it. 
Uh, it turns fine. It's got great motor. It looks. I think it looks badass. It yeah. looks great. Um, it's it, like you said. It, it's it's trailing in the shootouts, and it probably will trail again. But it's fine for ninety percent of the people listening to this thing. Uh, absolutely, the shock still Kiefer, right? That's an issue. It's yeah. that, that thing's not off throttle on that that shock's a little bit weird. Right. If you're used to another, you know, right. another brand. Yep. Um, it's certainly techie. The shock is techie, but yeah, it's maybe not the greatest. The thing here, I wrote a lot of articles about the nineteen four fifty on my site because I felt like it was. Uh, an underrated machine, like Rich was saying. So I was like, okay, now we're spending sixty-five to seven grand on this bike. Let's see if we can try to make up three to four thousand dollars in in mod modifications, yep. and see if it's as good as the Yamaha or these other bikes, right? So I I gave the bike to Joe Aloff. He did some pro circuit stuff to, to it. Um, we put triple clamps on it. We stuck a muffler on it, a high compression piston. Yep. Um, just did some little things. Stuck some engine mounts on it, and he was telling me, he's like, dude. He has a KTM. He's like, I like riding my Suzuki better, or this Suzuki better now. Yep. And we're still at the $9,300 mark. So there are things that you can do to it to, just to sprinkle on that thing and make yep. it a really fun bike to ride. Right. So um. I just think we all judge these bikes in stock form, and you have to pick them apart, right, because you've got to give all the information to the people. Yep. Something, someone, with this with these shootouts, someone's got to finish sixth. Suzuki has that because... It's not as good stock. Yep. With all of these bikes, little things here and there could help these things. Rich is right. It's it's available for a steal out there. And if you the, need, another thing yeah. that pisses me off is people think Suzuki's are junk for durability. To me... That's bullshit. Right. Exactly. I feel like my 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 Suzuki that I had, Joe Joe's pretty hard on shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we He's had, probably not doing a lot of maintenance, Joe. Is no. He'll change the oil <laughs> and ride the thing. And yeah, we go through clutches, but it, it didn't blow up. I mean, it was fine. So right, right. yep, yeah, yeah. RT, it's got it's got to suck for Suzuki a little bit because of the you know the the effort and the and the things that you guys put into that eighteen model to see it come up short in in a lot of shootouts. But yeah, it's the bikes. You know, I definitely think the if it had e start, that would help people get on that a little bit. And and I get it, but it becomes greater than it really is. Right, a greater issue than it really is. And let's face it, right. if it gets e start, does it finish fifth? No. No, I bet you ten, no. ten bucks. Yeah. No one's going to push it up because it got right. a restart. Right. So no, you got it needs a shock. You put the two fifty shock on it. The bikes, you know, it 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 handles pretty decent, even in stock form. Right. Motor wise, like you said, it's a little soft, but dude, it's so it's a four fifty. Yeah. Like again, ninety nine percent of the dudes out there, it's plenty fast enough for. And if you want to get it a little hit, if you want to do a few things, I mean, there's so many little things you can do to just a pipe alone gives that thing you know yeah. some pretty snaps yeah so. that pipe that it's, stock pipe is really heavy <laughs> that muffler is really yeah. big and heavy man like yeah you if know. you're a front-end steering guy dude that bike steer, steers so good yeah you can if like you're at your local track and you got a berm or a rut that gets blown out you can cut underneath and that thing does it so easy right uh 2020 ktm 450 rt did you ride one yet or the husky i did yep i rode the ktm i have not ridden okay. the husky what do you think of ktm you know, I like the KTM's. Um, I I definitely think that uh, you know KTM is just it's such a light motorcycle. The motor's good. Suspension to me on the KTM, you need to work on it. You know, out of the box, I think you definitely need to dial it in to make it work well. I think it deflects a little bit easily. Um, I think probably just because of the air forks and 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 that. But um, 
I, I like the KTM. I actually, you know, think the KTM's up there in the shootout as well. Mm-hmm. Kiefer? Yeah, I agree. I really like a KTM as far as uh, hopping on, trying to go fast, because it's really easy to do. I agree with Rich where the fork does need some help. I'm not going to bash an air fork as much as I used to because I feel like they did a lot of work to that thing. You always said the WP air fork works for you Mm. a little bit. As as far as air forks go, WP's done it the right way. And to make it as much of a spring feel as they can, it doesn't have the comfort and the mid-stroke plushness like a spring fork has. But they've come a long way. I have some front end traction now where when they first started, I didn't have a lot of that. Um Rich said it was light. It does feel that way. It doesn't have a hard hit. It doesn't have the Honda or the Yamaha hit. A lot of guys uh, rate it down because it feels a little lethargic down low. But for yep. me, it's deceiving. Um, many times I've been at tracks where I think, oh, I can't jump it from the inside because I don't feel like this thing will be able to do it. And I've rolled it inside and just kind of went up, and I've cleared it, overshot it. Right. And I'm like, holy shit. So... What this bike is doing is getting the power to the ground without creating a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. The muffler's not really loud like other bikes. Um, and I feel like some of that with these other testers and these media departments, they, don't, they can't understand that. Right. So they rate it down because, you know, when you, when you first get on a bike, a lot of these guys judge it right away. If there's not a lot of excitement right. under them, like they're a like, Honda's exciting. Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. bike is right. sick, you right. know, like it's going to be great. But for me, I relate it to how fast I can ride, and how much comfort I have, right. and how consistent it is. And the KTM is pretty good in all that area. Right. I just think if they would just come with, with a spring fork, and not a 4CS piece <laughs> of shit fork, like a legit spring fork, it would be really, really tough to beat that bike. Do you agree, RK? Do you, do you, are you as hate, hating on the air forks as Kiefer has been over the years? I think I was the original hater of their forks, I think. <laughs> okay, then why did you guys I, put three chambers on your RMZs? That's really fucked that, people up. That that came when I was gone already. Oh, okay. I was gone, and then when I came back, they were already on there. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. <laughs> Funny thing about that is I tested them, like, in 2011, and I'm like, these are terrible. And then when I saw they were bringing them out after I'd quit testing, I'm like, oh, they must have fixed it. And I'm like... These are just as terrible now as they were back then. <laughs> oh, they were bad. Um, no, I, I just, I feel like they, you know, the Air Fork has so much potential. It's just they haven't figured it out yet, you know. And, and again, I do think WP's done such a better job than the other companies. Um, but it just still has that feeling. Like, they never want to really settle. When you get them to settle, then they blow through. There's never that that yeah, yeah. that happy medium for me. Um yeah, and you, what you were saying about the motor being, you know, a little bit mellow off the bottom, but what people really have to understand, it's so funny because, you know, again, Chris, I hate freaking agreeing with you, but, you know, that it's that big hit. It's like somebody puts a pipe on their bike, and if it hits really good, then it must be good. Well, <laughs> nine times out of ten, if it hits really hard, that's probably means it's probably not very good. It's breaking you know? loose somewhere, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't ride the thing. So, um, you know, I was always even when I used to ride 500 nationals, everyone would put pro circuit pipes and silencers on their CR 500s, and I'd show up and I'd have a pro circuit pipe, but then I'd have that big suitcase, gigantic <laughs> rear silencer, muffler, yeah. and my bike was super quiet, but it was so mellow and hooked up so good, right. I did really well with it. You yeah. know, so um, that's kind of where I, what I like: broad, mellow power that 
you know, you just you can ride the bike. You're going to go faster. Uh, speaking of the weight, you said the KTM is the lightest. You know what's the heaviest, I believe, is Honda, right? They're mm, now the heaviest? Suzuki. Suzuki's Suzuki. heavy? Okay. By a pound. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Yamaha, people think, is heavy from the way they look, but they're actually right in the mix with all the other ones. Yeah, they look yeah. bulky. They do. You know, they do. The shroud, because but, of the motors and everything. But I did the, the tip-to-tip shroud measurement. Uh, We're not going to go anywhere else, but yeah. the shroud measurement. And... Uh, it's not any wider than like a a Suzuki or a Honda. Yeah. It just visually looks that way. Right, right. But oh. what's good about a KTM as well, we don't talk about enough, is brakes. If dude, Brembo brakes are amazing. Yeah. Rich, uh, do you agree? Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, they are. No, is it, no is it bigger pistons? What is it, what it makes them? Uh, maybe Rich would know. I don't know offhand, but yeah. man, it's just the way it feels, this how side. it modulates. It's linear, but yet there's you don't have to pull the lever in a shit ton to get the stopping power. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not touchy. Twenty twenty Yamaha brake. I did notice that. That's better, better, right? Yeah, the front brake is better. Yeah. I did notice that. But even like I told people, there's a mod that I told people, hey, grab a Brembo, put it on your Yamaha, watch how much better your Yamaha stops and. Dude, it is day and night better. That's an old Dubok trick. He sticks Brembo parts <laughs> I, on a on a Yamaha. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say that he's he's been putting Brembo front brakes on there for you know, I don't know how many years. Yep. Man. Yep. All, all the Yamaha guys just yelling at him. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Just does it anyways. Yeah, um, and I don't know about you, Rich. Do you care about a hydraulic clutch or not? Because for me, I, it doesn't matter to me. The only thing I like about it is I'm. I'm really, really hard on clutches, um, and and it w- they don't fade as easy. It seems like the play doesn't fade as bad. The, the clutch will still burn out as quick, but they don't fade so bad, right? Um, which is kind of cool. But other than that, the feel of it, I think, is okay. I almost feel like the pull sometimes is a little bit harder right. on them. Um, but you know, it's a trick, and and it's just nothing you know i don't think it's necessary you know yeah i just don't out of all the bikes i think for me and i'm i'm not a i'm a clutch abuser in a way where i slip my clutch a lot i don't like fan it but i kind of like modulate my power with my clutch so if i'm wheeling i just pull the clutch in a little bit and it brings my front end down so i'm always kind of riding the clutch and i usually go through clutches every 10 hours but on a on a ktm it takes me 15 to 16 hours like i get a longer life with a ktm clutch right yeah, that's, that's very true. Very 20, true. 2020 Husky 450. I rode the Rockstar Edition. It fly thing. So good. I didn't like it. Oh, it's good. I mean, maybe it was that track. I was wearing strange boots. You know, that took me a little bit to get used to. I don't know what it was, but I didn't like it. I mean, very well, Why don't you like it? What was the I thought the suspension was way too soft for me. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'm outside the right. target range, but I just rode the 2020 Yamaha stock, and I didn't feel like it was that bad. But you also set your sag. At the Yamaha intro. Yeah, and I also felt like the motor just hit and, and kind of went through the <clears throat> power really quick. Mm-hmm. Before I knew it, I was kind of like over, like through the gears already, and I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? You know, so, eh, well, what do you think? You love it. I love it. I bought one. Yeah, that's uh, how much you love it. Yeah, I bought one uh, last year, and uh, like the KTM, it's similar in delivery. For me, it's a little bit of a broader power than the KTM because the airbox um, doesn't hit as hard. RPM response down low is not as hard. But for me, connection to the throttle is really nice. I like that it comes with a pro taper bar versus that neck and piece of shit that KTM has. Um, I also like that the whole chassis feel feel is more compliant. Uh, if I was comparing KTM and Husky back-to-back, I would say a Husky is a little bit more forgiving in the areas of square edge and off-throttle bumps. I just feel like I have more feeling 
And uh, it's tough for me. People say, what would you rather buy? And it's hard because I like the, the engine character of a KTM, but the Husky is, to me, overall, at, in a longer moto, I can ride it longer because it's just more compliant. So I, I like a KTM now that they, they now... For 2020, they made some airbox mods where the, some more air gets through that. It has a little bit more RPM response. But, again, you're not getting to get a ton of throttle response on a ton of excitement. You're going to go with more of a connection-type feel. And uh, the suspension is obviously a little bit softer than KTM this year. They tried to really separate themselves and try to go with more of the the comfort um, of the Husky versus a performance-based KTM suspension setting. So, uh I guess depending on who you are and what you ride is what you decide what you want to ride, but I really like a Husky. Any difference for you, RT, between the two in, in 19? You have so so it's kind of weird, but I, I don't really like the Husky. I like the motor. I think the motor is a little bit kind of more responsive than the KTM, which is good, and I like that. But what I couldn't stand about the Husky – is is the way i feel like the chassis flexes so much for me like the the swing arm pivot area like i just feel it flexing like and it may not be it may be you know the the mm-hmm. subframe or something or i just always felt so uneasy on that bike it blew me away like i'm like dude this this is isn't much different than the than the ktm what's yeah. going on here and then i i did find out the the swing arm is different than the KTM. Mm-hmm. I guess it is a little bit more forgiving or something. I, I don't know exactly, but I just felt like it wallowed a little bit more and just kind of flexed a little bit more. And I just felt uneasy on it compared to the KTM. Um, but now I didn't ride the 2020, so I'm not sure what they changed on the Rockstar edition or what they did. So, yeah, uh, I think like I think Rich, obviously, when I watch him ride, he's he's way more aggressive on the throttle than me. And like he really gets into it more, so maybe he's feeling more of a squat, and maybe that hinged feeling in the pivot back. Um, I don't feel that as much. I just feel a little bit more traction and compliancy. But I've heard that from more than just one other person, not just Rich. So um, the benefit for 2020 to 2019, both bikes, KTM and Husqvarna, is they made some mapping changes. And for 19, I don't know if Rich felt this, but it was really rich, kind of more lethargic than usual down low. And then it kind of had a lean D-cell pop up high. And they took a lot of us media guys out and tried some ECU settings last winter to try to get a direction for them to to go for 2020. So they used that ECU setting, and it's kind of helped liven the bikes up. So, And the only difference, yeah. really, like Rich said, is swing arm, subframe, airbox, and also a Magura versus a, a Brembo hydraulic clutch. Mm-hmm. So, um, All right. Um so yeah, we'll see how the shootouts turn out for the 450s. But like you said, Kiefer, Yamaha, made Yamaha a lot of should win all of them. It's, yeah. it's pretty drastic compared, you know, right. just hopping on a bike and going fast and having fun. Yamaha's right, good. Right. Uh, this is the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thanks to those companies for coming out, helping us with this shoot with this shootout pod, and uh, helping the podcast in general. Also, Race Tech Pulp 19 is a code to save at Race Tech. Get some motor work done. Get your suspension work done by the folks at Race Tech. They got their suspension seminars as well. Come Coming up at the end of uh, this month, beginning of next month, racetech.com. Use the code PULP19. Get your suspension dialed in and uh, and all of that. So thanks to those guys. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast 250s, 2020 250s. RT, which one have you ridden? Which ones or one have you ridden? I've ridden Suzuki, Cowie, uh, KTM, and a Yamaha. All right. Um, I haven't, again, I haven't ridden the Husky yet. 
Let's start with Suzuki, a bike that you know well, brand new last year. Um, look, Alex Martin and Kyle Peters pulled some hole shots on us, so JGR guys know what they're doing a little bit. I mentioned a few times in my columns and on my podcast, I saw Amart jumping a couple things out of corners that only the elite guys would do, so he felt like he had some power. Um, RT, are you are you happy and proud of the work you put in with that thing and gotten it uh, gotten it a much better? Now, is it a Yamaha? No, but it's uh, compared to everything else, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yep. The, the bike, the bike handles good. Um, you know, it's, it's got KYB spring forks and, and a KYB shock. Um, linkage is the same as a 450. It's got a real flat ratio. So, you know, when you get it dialed in, it works really good out of mm-hmm. corners, hooks up. Uh, chassis is actually better than the 450 chassis, in my opinion, because it does flex quite a bit more, uh, the way the bottom cradle is and everything. There's, there's, some you know just a lot more a, a lot of area for forgiveness down there so so I, I overall chassis i think there's nothing wrong with the chassis at all i think mm-hmm. it works really well motor wise definitely leave some to be desired um out of the box but you got to realize there's you can make that bike pretty fast pretty easy like it doesn't take a lot and you can make that thing pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it seems like it in a professional level the jgr guys obviously that's fully modded but you know the, the potential is there Kiefer? yeah i agree i think uh suzuki's always had like good bottom and mid and this suzuki's same way like it has nice fun rpm response mm-hmm. it just doesn't have a lot of ton of top end um but for me i feel like the suzuki's oversprung the 250 like it's stiff really yeah undersprung is what oems normally do right right and for this this bike man i'm like dude this thing is stiff that's because rt's setting the spring rate what are you doing rt with the spring rate on that thing you know it's funny because they you know all the last year when it came out everybody went to japan and that was the first thing i heard this thing's so stiff we can't even ride it and um so i immediately called the r&d department i'm like what happened what what what'd you guys do what spring rates and they're like no same spring rates what they ended up doing so and i know everybody thinks oh well it's oversprung it needs softer springs we tested with softer springs and every one of the test riders picked the heavier spring rate every single one of us and what they ended up doing is the way japan and and i'm sure ktm and everybody does this but you go out and you get a good setting They'll take that fork and that shock and they'll put it on a dyno. Then they'll put different parts into the fork and shock, different, less expensive, less shims, whatever they do to make it less expensive. And then they put it back on the dyno and they do it until it looks the same on the dyno. Well, if, if you change out some kind of seal to a different material because it's cheaper or whatever it may be, I'm not saying that's what yeah, happens. Wh- whatever, it does, yeah. it'll, it'll feel, it'll make the suspension feel, you know, a lot of times when, a, when, a, when, a, you know, those Kawasaki forks are, are super soft, when they were testing it, they may have been really good, but they just changed yeah. once they went to production. <laughs> but my, my whole, my whole opinion of it, if you ride that bike two or three times, that suspension's not necessarily too stiff. I mean, if you weigh 123 pounds, it might be, but yeah. I don't think it's as bad as kind of what it was made out to be. But right, that's, right. It's, that's I'm laughing at this because when RT's talking, I can flash back so many times in my OEM testing yeah. that I have went to a test and been like, same, same. This shit is so good. Like it's going to be so good. And yeah. like, and in the testing world, we have a thing when we're done with testing. There's a portion of the test before we leave. We have to have a copy test. 
which those suspension companies will build two copies of okay. the stuff that we like. Yep. They'll put it on to make sure it feels the same. Fine. Yep. Copy's good. Yep. Feels the same. Okay. See you later. See you guys. Blah, blah, blah. I'll see him six months down the road. The bike comes out. What the fuck happened? Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because these, these one-off parts that they put inside the fork and shock while we're doing pre-production testing, yeah. they're not mass-produced. So I don't know if the tolerances are different right. or whatever, but, man, when they mass-produce the stuff, it's things, a high possibility change. it right. doesn't same. So, like, when I test, sometimes I will, I will go a little bit stiffer because I know, in fact, when it goes to mass production, yeah. the whole piece you know right. the chassis and the suspension will be softer initially so it's weird so almost your your goal your yeah. goal as you're testing is to make shit just a little bit stiffer than what yeah. you want it yeah so i can see yeah. where that could come into play <laughs> oh so true and it's so. funny because intignat we did a suzuki test with jgr thing uh-huh. and intignac rode the 250 and he's like bro this 250 shit's way better than my 450 suspension <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Yamaha, a bigger change last year on the Yamaha for 2019 than, than for this year, 2020. Uh, motor's great. It's the design of the motor. I think it, it's going to have it's going to have throttle response. It's going to have max horsepower. It's going to have length of throttle because of that, the way they designed that motor. And, and I don't know if anybody can touch it. We've seen the star bikes. Obviously, that's not on a production level. But Kiefer for 2020, the Yamaha 250, still horsepower king. Yeah, same bike. So yep. if you guys out there want to get a 2019 and spend $2,500 less, do that because nothing's changed. Yep. Everything's the same. Uh as far as and I and I get a lot of questions as Kiefer, I'm two hundred pounds, I'm an older guy. Do you think I could use a two fifty? And I'm like, Yes, but there's only one bike that could pull your fat ass around mm-hmm. and that's a Yamaha because there's so much torque. Yep. It has so much torque. You can ride a gear higher. It's a similar I'm not saying it's like a four fifty, but it's four fifty ish where you can lug it a little bit more. Um it doesn't have the top end like a Honda. Or even a Cowie. I think Cowie has a little bit more top end, but yep. uh, you can short shift it. Mm-hmm. So if you learn to ride it like that, it's it's unreal. And again, suspension, stock yeah. suspension, so good. That's right. It's just comfortable. RT, did they surprisingly on the Yamaha for a Yamaha? They had a few reliability issues on a, on the 250, which I've heard from a, a number of people. I'm really surprised Yamaha would have any because they they're, they normally nail that out of the box. Well, yeah, Yamaha is like known as the bulletproof, right? manufacture kind of <clears throat> but i did yeah i mean i i know firsthand they've definitely had a few things go on and you know i was told because of the electric start they were trying to make things maybe a little bit lighter and and had some issues but man that bike rips that bike <laughs> so good yeah. like it really is i mean what do you what, what what can you say like like it's straight out of the box we even with a stock pipe on it the thing is so competitive like forget mm-hmm. about it like yeah. It, you could, I'd put it up against any modded out KTM anything. Like it's 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 good. Its suspension's good. I mean, it's maybe a little bit bigger feeling than the other two fifties. If if you're a little guy, maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe turning maybe a little bit worse than some of the other ones. But dude, and it's awesome too. Close. Like the Yamaha Power Tuner app. It's so, you have yeah. a you have a, you know, obviously KTM and Husky has the same thing. Map Switch Honda. Yep. But, like, you can customize it real easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. I'm like, I'm an idiot, and I can do it. Yep. So that says something. Um, it's not the best cornering machine, just like the 450 we're talking mm-hmm. about. But, 
Man, there's some maps that we created, that Yamaha created, that stretches out the power, that really lessens the engine braking in, because that's one thing this 250F has a lot of, is engine braking compared to the other brands. Yep. Um, so you can tune some of that out. And it's just, yeah. And I, I'm going off the reliability thing. I had some batteries go bad for me on yeah. 19, and they said that was kind of a widespread, but I got a lot of emails saying that that has happened. But I also know that, and I've talked to the Yamaha guys, they said some of the timing chain issues and things that have popped up over my emails, I guess they're selling more units now, right? Mm -hmm. So before, when Yamaha wasn't that great, there wasn't that many units getting sold. So I think more units are getting bought up, and we're seeing more problems. Right. So maybe that is one of the reasons as well, because I haven't heard that many problems until recently either. Right. Uh, 2020 KX250, probably the most changed 250 for this year, would yeah. you say? Yeah, um, that and the Honda's changed a lot. What do you think, RT? Yeah, I, I enjoyed riding it. Um, why didn't they I, put? E sorry, why did they put E-Start on it? What, what's the what's the problem there? I cannot. So at the intro, why? they told us why because they wanted to focus more of the R and D on the engine okay. and the power output. Yeah. Before they dump the money into the E-Start. So. Okay. Well, they need to do that. But anyways, RT, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, electric start is going to be on all of them eventually, but I don't know. Let's make it a rule they can't have electric start. What do you think about that? has to be kickstart. God, people now would freak on. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I had a blast riding that thing. Um, I thought, you know, we were up at Castillo Ranch. Uh, Kiefer was there. Um, and we just, I, I had just a ton of fun riding it. Like, I thought it was definitely better than the old one. Um, it felt like it hit a little bit harder, pulled a little bit longer. Um you know, they changed a lot. They they changed, you know, the what is it, the finger, what do they call it? The finger followers? Finger, the finger followers. Yep. And, you know, it's similar to a KTM motor, kind of. Um, I don't know. I, I, had, I had fun on it. Yeah. I thought the suspension was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. They went to, uh, you know, spring spring stuff, right? Yep. Um, is it a better bike, Kiefer? Yeah, absolutely. I had, yeah. A, I had a, one of the better bikes when I before I got onto the Yamaha, I was thinking, man, this thing could win a shootout yep. just because it was it was that good. <laughs> and then the Yamaha motor won you over. <laughs> and the Yamaha motor, I'm like, oh, okay, let me let me take a step back here. Uh, but man, they've recreated more RPM response, more bottom end. Yep. Uh, and the what Kawasaki needed was a little bit more torque and longer pull. They got a little bit more torque. They got a longer pull. I would say mid top end, that thing rips as almost as good as a Honda. And uh, the chassis, again, is mm -hmm. balanced, has a good bump absorption. Cowie went to a 250-millimeter rear brake that I hate. Um, most other manufacturers have a 240 or 245 rear disc. No, it's a big difference there, yeah. So it's super grabby. And to me, that it kind of jacks up my corners when I go to brake. It's super grabby and touchy. Right. So it locks up the rear end. So sometimes I miss ruts. So that's kind of annoying. But just overall, what they changed and how much of it has improved, I say... Probably that and the Honda are probably the most improved bikes. Let's talk about the Honda. Yeah. 2020 CRF 250. Man, the Geico guys were not happy. The who, the who? The Geico guys. Oh, gotcha. They were not happy all year long. It's just, I don't know if it's that, the, the dual headers. I've heard it was, you know, the, the small amount of space in there to make horsepower. There's nothing off bottom with those bikes. The guys want more bottom. They were not happy all year long. I mean, Hunter Lawrence did well here and there. They just they, Chase Sexton won a moto, but yeah, a lot of complaining over there, Kiefer. 
Yeah, I think those guys are looking for a lot. I mean, they're dealing with star star guys, right? Yep. When yep. you got four star Yamahas in the whole shot, every almost every moto, mm-hmm. you're going to start like saying, okay, we need something. Yep. Um, but production bike wise, production bike wise, 2020 they got more torque. Not we're not at the Yamaha level. Yep. Okay, I would say comparable to a Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. Um, mid to top is improved a lot, and to me, RPM response and and RPM response is important because that's how quick your that's how quick your motor can recover if you make a mistake. Like mm-hmm. you need some good RPM response. So they've improved that area. It pulls probably the longest over rev. I would say more than a KTM. Mm-hmm. And they basically went to a 450 chassis, but it doesn't feel rigid like the 450 does. Yep. It has uh, more compliancy than the 450. And I had a big problem last year with second, third gears. I think the added, they changed second and third gear, but not the spacing. But I think where it has improved is now there's more power. Mm-hmm. So I can actually use third gear. In 2019, sometimes I would come out of this corner and there'd be a jump, and I would just bypass third gear and go to fourth because third gear was so short. So short, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand this. So fourth gear felt like third gear. Well, now for 2020, third gear is a little bit longer, I think, because of the power. Mm -hmm. The bike corner's really good. Um, It just doesn't have the meat that, you know, like a Yamaha. RT, can you, in your experience, can you get over that, that lack of bottom, that lack of torque? Not me. <laughs> I'm 50, man. I need all the bottom I can get. Right. Um, I haven't ridden that new new Honda yet, so yeah. I, I can't speak of it that well. But, um, you know, the, the fast dudes, though, they're they're wide open on those things all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they can get over it. Yeah, really. as long as that thing, as long as it revs and pulls to yep. the moon, they're happy. Yeah. I, I guess the easiest way to explain to the people listening is um, the Honda has a light rev. And then you have a Yamaha who has a heavier rev, but mm-hmm. it, it fucking pulls. Yeah. Well, the the Honda has a lighter, free-feeling rev, and it's lighter and poppier, where that Yamaha from zero throttle to, to 25% throttle, do the Yamaha's just, like, digging yeah. and churning and moving, right? right. right? right. So, um, What about cornering and chassis on the 19 Honda uh, RT, 250? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I, I I thought it was pretty good. You know, it's a 250, so I, you know, stability and all that stuff isn't a big issue for me. It's and but and just popping in and out of the corners, they're light. It still has that Honda feel where the you know the triangle and the package, like the 450, is just. I mean, it's comfortable. I, I you know it fits me really well. Um, so none of that bothered me at all. It's you know in the 250 class, it's so much about the motor at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so now the Honda went to that 450 chassis, so yeah. I feel like straight line stability is better. Mm-hmm. Maybe mid-corner feels a little bit heavier, yep. but I'm okay with that because I need some stability. I had a Honda guy tell me that they're never going to get the motor that Yamaha does just by the, because of their design. They're never going to get it. Yeah, I'm not an engineer. Uh, so right, 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 right. Hey, uh, going back to – hey, real yeah. quick, Chris, going going back to that cow, the Cowie. Yeah. Did – did I? so I, I've only ridden it that one day um, – and I did notice, like, every time I let off the gas, it almost idled up and felt like it almost had, like, an air leak. And I, I heard a couple other guys that day complaining about it. Did you ever did you ever have that issue? No, I never did. No, that was the first time I ever heard about it, actually. So Is that Chavez? Do we blame Chavez? Yeah, it's been Chavez. Let's blame Chavez. <laughs> Chavez's problem. So was it like an idle, like idle hang-up? Yeah, like when you'd, like you'd gas it, like, uh-huh. like, like pop the throttle, brap, 
Yeah. And then when you'd let off, it would kind of, you know, like when you have an air leak. Okay. And it would kind of idle down real slow. I did. Okay. So now that, that you said that, it did, like, I would be off gas coming in the corner, and the, and the idle took a half a second or a second to get down to mm-hmm. where it normally was. Yeah. I did experience yeah. that. But. Yeah, after the shit out of me. After I rode it more, though, Rich, it didn't do it as much. So I don't know if it was a break-in thing or what, but I didn't feel it as much later on. Huh. All right. Um, well, RT KTM twenty twenty KTM two fifty. Um, felt a lot like the old KTM two fifty to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing. You know, the motor to me, the KTM needs more bottom for me. Um, again, being fifty, I don't like to just pin it everywhere. Um, but top end, I think it runs really, really well. I thought it ripped on top. Yeah. Um, more top than a Honda or, well, I haven't ridden the new Honda. Okay. Yeah. True. True. But, uh, not as, you know, I mean the Yamaha to me, honestly, is sort of in its own league. Um, but the KTM is probably the next closest fastest bike for me to, you know, it's, it's, I think it was maybe a little faster than the Cowie. Um, and the Cowie's pretty decent. Mm -hmm. So. RT, um, RT is the Yamaha, the 2019 Yamaha 250F in the own category as much as the 89 CR125 was. <laughs> yeah. 85? Yeah, 89. Eight, oh. 89 Honda was... 89 was good. I thought 87 was a good 87 one. 87 was really good, too. Yeah. 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 So. I would say KTM... So the KTM 250 SXF, it has... Um, i trying to use a word. So... Again, like we talked about, the light feeling versus... Use your words. Use your words. I'm going to use my words okay, yeah. and make sure no one else uses those. Um, <laughs> it, the, it has a hollow feeling. Like To me, a Honda has a little bit more of a... Like, if I'm pulling power versus hollow, the Honda's a little bit more hollower, and then the KTM has more meat as far as pulling power. Um, but on top end, if I'm hauling ass down a straightaway, I would say the Honda revs out more than the KTM, but... Up until that point, I think KTM just has more pulling power. So, um, a lot of again, the KTM sets the bar in some areas for other manufacturers to use their motor as a baseline. Yeah, because yep. again, it's sneaky fast, right? Just like the 450 right. is. And Husqvarna, same, same, same. To me, like those two feel really similar. Yeah. Unlike the 450, where I can feel right. drastic differences. Yep, 250s feels really close. Right, right. Did Yamaha win your 250 shootout RT 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, by far. <laughs> yeah, it by seems far. like seems like they got it really going on well. So it's funny because uh, not too long ago Yamaha wasn't doing very good in no. shootouts. No, right? no, no. So no, I, I I told the story a few times. Like in two thousand and six, they had an oil tank and they had a carburetor. They're yep. the last ones to have that. <laughs> there was three of them out of seventy dudes at Anaheim. Right. Two of them stars and one privateer rode a Yamaha, and that was it. Uh, and so, th- I mean, that's where I tell the Suzuki or the Suzuki story, RT. Like, Yamaha was once where Suzuki was is now. You can do it. You just gotta build a bike, right? Just get on it, support the amateurs, and all of that. Get back into amateur racing, build up these teams, and 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 you can make a comeback because Yamaha at one time was where Suzuki is now. Yeah, it, it can be done. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? So. But- Suzuki needs to want to do that themselves. Yes, too. no, yeah, it takes you know? money. It takes right. money. It takes it takes all of that. Right. So, but RT, I think the RMZ four fifty sales in eighteen were really really good. So yeah, you know? I think because it was a new bike, I think they sold quite a few for yep. sure. Yep. You know? So and and again, like dude, like it, they, yeah, I just feel sorry for them just because they get such a bad rap. The bike's not as bad as 
the magazines and the media make it out to be. It just really isn't. My kid raced Yamahas at the beginning of this year, and we had some issues, so we jumped back on the Suzukis, and my kid did better. So, you know, it, it isn't the bike. It's it's all about twisting that throttle. Do you, you like know? shootouts or no? Do I like them? Do you like, yeah, as, as, a, as, a, as a, not as a test guy, just stepping back away from it, do you think they're useful? I think I know way too much is the problem to answer this question, but but I think I think they're useful. Absolutely, I think they're useful. I think I just think they're a little bit sometimes unfair because it's real easy to say a bike got last place when it's not necessarily the worst bike. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that in this case, but I'm saying it overall in general. Right. Like, how do you really? How do you really, you know, these, these manufacturers are spending millions and millions of dollars to build a bike, whether you think it's good or bad. And then all of a sudden you say it's, you know, the worst bike on all these magazines are bashing your something that people spent millions of dollars on. And then ultimately the consumer's like, well, I'm not going to buy that. It's a pile of shit. I read motocross action. They just said the thing was horrible. Right. Well, yeah. I just think that's so freaking unfair, but I don't know a f- more fair way to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I know I kind of skated around the question, but I, well, that was my I, next I question. I was wondering if you knew a better way to, to get it across, you know, cause I, I'm trying to think of that as well now too, because I feel like we're working off an old template. You're right? going to try something new for your yeah. shootouts this year. Yes. Yeah. I just feel like I don't know, man. It's just it's time. I think we work off that same template. I mean, I was a young kid looking at you in shootouts, and I'm like, you yeah. know, that's how long these shootouts have been around. Don't make him feel old with the potato, <laughs> with the potato on his helmet, with the potato, the spud, the spud on his helmet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, no, but I, I think you're right. I think if you can come up with something creative that that makes more sense, that you know, I mean, there's so much. You, you back in the day, like when I was working with Honda. <laughs> on on two stroke days like i knew you know eric Crippa was the was the media guy back then i don't know if you guys remember eric. yeah oh yeah sandwiches yeah. he made kick-ass sandwiches <laughs> excellent sandwiches so like i knew so much stuff that went into it like the bikes that the magazine guys got weren't necessarily what came out thank you, you know <laughs> like, they they weren't necessarily what you would go buy down at, at your local dealer right yeah. and, and so you're you're almost and 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 relationships had such a huge part of it everyone always used to say well you know yamaha is going to win motocross action because they spend the most money in that book mm. so yeah. so that's always going to win which i don't necessarily think was true but i will say that relationships with you know the the media relation guy with each OEM to the magazine editors, it makes a huge difference. I'm yeah. sorry, it really does. And you know if you're picking test riders who think they're going to be the next Jeremy McGrath, so they're like, oh, I gotta I gotta make sure yep. Honda. I love Honda, and I'm going to rate Honda number one because I'm going to get a factory ride. Yeah, like there's, there's so many variables that go into it. I think we've gotten to a point all pretty much all the magazines, maybe not all of them, but but you know, pretty much all of them, they've they they they've kind of ironed it out and it's, you know, for the most part I would agree with a lot of what people say. Um sometimes you read something and you're just like, "Holy shit, what the hell was that guy thinking?" But right. but I mean, I think it's gotten pretty good, but at, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's got to be a better way. There's, you know, the other thing, just real quick, not to go off on a tangent, but if you're talking about if you're talking about doing a magazine shootout and you've got the the OEMs bringing the bikes out, so they're prepping them, they're bringing them out, 
And then you've got test riders who are setting them up all day. I know, Chris, you go, you, you yourself ride them at a bunch of different tracks, which is awesome and, and so needed. But I know for a fact, a lot of these other magazines go one day, Oh no, they'll go one day yep. or maybe two days and they'll, they've got the magazine guys there prepping the bike. They're setting it up. Okay. So I jump on the Suzuki first and the track is, is Primo. carpet. Right. It's yeah. bitching. And I freaking am, I'm Ken Roxon for, for my four or five laps. <laughs> yep. Well, now at the end of the day, if I jump on the Yamaha and I'm just, my hands are blistered, my ass hurts, and I'm tired because I'm bitter, I hate the bike. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm smart enough to see through that shit, but, but the readers aren't. There's still, it's just not correct. No, I, just, I agree. So I'm at the tracks a lot, Rich, and I read some of these things that these other media outlets put up. Yeah, we're doing all these tracks. We're grinding out hours. I'm like, I'm at these tracks, and I know what days everyone goes to these tracks. I don't see you guys out here. Like, I don't know where you guys are riding, and I live in the desert, and I can ride from my house, so I, if you lived up there, I could see that, but where you guys are living, you ain't riding your bikes as much as you say. So, yeah. and I, to go off in your impressionable kind of thing, like, I remember when I first started out doing this stuff, you know, I was still racing. I thought I wanted, you know, I'm still going to do something with this with this motorcycle thing. So, of course, I'm out just hammering, trying to shred on these bikes and, like, hoping, you know, these manufacturers be like, oh, this kid's good. I want to help yeah. this kid. Yeah. So there's still some of those kids that think that might happen. Right. So they're going to sway one way. But I think now with social media and how everything is out in the open and more transparent, it forces other media outlets to kind of be like, okay, we can't. Um, go off on our, our advertising money or our relationships. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's out here now. Like, we got to be straight up. Yeah, one time I, when I was working at KTM, I, I, I came into the shop and there was a bunch of 125s there with the cylinders off. And I'm like, what's what's going on? I'm getting ready for shootouts. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, you're like, what? that's odd. That's odd. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, we had a, we had a, way back in the day, Dirt Rider days, we had a Kawasaki during the shootout, or just after the shootout, we were riding it up at Peterson Ranch, in fact. Yeah. And it blew up. And and we yanked the cylinder off it, and sure enough, that thing. I, I shouldn't have said the OEM because, but this was way. This was twenty yeah. years ago, man. But that thing was was done up. You know, <laughs> here's the <laughs> thing: they all did that, not just that one manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day, yeah. it was way more apparent than it is right. now. Like, I um, caught one manufacturer just recently, just with something my minuscule, because I rode another one. I'm like, yep. huh. Doesn't yeah. feel the same as my bike. Yeah, yeah. And then I called them out. They're like, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a place for shootouts, but you know, yeah, maybe not. Same where they used to be. So, RT, before we let you go here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, what's a couple questions? I'm putting you on the spot here, so maybe if you, yeah. if, you some, if you need some time to think about it, hot seat. What's the best? You what's the biggest? gap between first and second in a shootout that you can remember because this this your yamaha comment made me think of that and <laughs> and two what's the biggest improvement of a production bike from one year to the next that you can remember oh dude i know i'm putting you on the spot do you want me to talk to Kiefer here and, and then you can think about it <laughs> um yeah i mean uh, you know i i remember gosh i can think of one right now what 2013 YZ250F going to 2014 as far as, like, huge difference. Yeah. 
Just like you're talking well, oil that, tank, you know. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. That was yeah. like a whole new motorcycle. I mean, definitely, yeah. definitely. How about uh, how about '96 CR250 to the '97? Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> for the back, for the other side of that. that the, I don't know if that's the right way or the wrong way. I yeah. Guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, for, for people, we did some podcasts, RT and I did uh, a long time ago, but search them up. They're fantastic. Your story of testing the aluminum bike and then aluminum frame bike and then yelling hey, at the uh, Japanese is just epic. Was Dre Dirks involved in all that with you back then? Not then. Okay. He came after. Okay. Yeah. The, the lead pipe, man. Lead pipe. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Ah, oh, we didn't want it to break. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, fantastic. That actually got you canned from Honda, didn't it, RT? That that uh, test? No, no. I, I thought no. I thought they were pretty pissed at the what, what, your response, and then you then Roger, Roger hired you over at Suzuki. No, 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 no. I I quit Honda. I was that I was the biggest idiot ever. No, I had a really, really, really good deal with Honda. My 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 deal was amazing, um, and I was doing good in the nationals that year. In right. I did pretty good, yep. and so ninety seven on this new bike, they were supposed to give me. I was supposed to get some parts, some good suspension, a good linkage, um, and a couple motor parts. And, and I, and Dave Arnold was the one who was kind of going to get it for me. And, and I went to Gainesville and didn't, they had nothing for me. They were supposed to bring stuff for me at Gainesville and they had nothing. And I thought I was some big shot, you know, getting, you know, 12. (laughs) So, So I, uh, so the next week I, I, basically quit i called rod because roger asked if if i wanted to come do testing for those guys yeah so the next week was after gainesville i think it was the next week we went to minneapolis so i went to minneapolis on the honda and i won the semi and and they and when i was on the podium i'm just like yeah i want to thank honda for uh, everything they've done for me i'm riding suzuki next week <laughs> there was a whole no bunch way. of there was a whole bunch of japanese honda guys there and they kind of flipped out on me it was ugly it was ugly and then i just gave all my stuff back and went straight to suzuki they quit paying me that day oh shit it was the stupidest thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> were you on a oh, did you get paid yeah. per day back then or was that like a, a salary deal Dude, I was on salary. Oh. I got paid, and I got paid per day. Nice. And I had a minimum numbers of days that we had to test during the year, which we went way over back then because yeah. Yeah. I was in Japan for a month at a time usually. And then, uh, and then they also paid for all my racing. Oh. So they gave me, and dude, back then they just how many bikes you want here? Yeah. How many parts? Like it was insane. It, it's not like that anymore, but. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, yeah, no, it, was, it was it was amazing. It was as close to being a full factory dude as you could get. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I'm better than you guys. I'm going to Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then you got on that thing with the conventional forks like, and the oh boy. oh boy, yeah, yeah, straight to Houston Supercross. Jumping, they, there was this section. You came out of this corner, <laughs> and you you could. The good dudes were jumping like six whoops landing and jumping out yeah and everyone else was like kind of going you know three two yeah. back then you'd kind of you know you there yeah. was no blitzing really back then and uh in the heat race i was right Blitz. behind phil lawrence second and third and i jumped in there and that thing spit me over the bars so hard on the first lap broke my kneecap i'm oh. laying in the middle of the infield just screaming ah burn a big hole rip my pants down burn a big hole in my ass my pants were down like around my oh my god (laughs) yeah it's hilarious my 
my uh, my girlfriend at the time she happened to be in the stands right there and she like ran down and jumped over the wall to come she thought i was dead i'm like what are you doing here? <laughs> you wake <laughs> up she's sitting there yeah uh, middle of houston astrodome that's man. badass yeah. uh, i'd rather be like yeah whatever you're on your own yeah good times uh Thanks, RT. Thanks for the uh, for the time on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Appreciate it. Twenty twenty bike review. That's fun. Uh, yeah, good times. Um, yeah. So thanks, Rich. P- appreciate it, man. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys. See you, Rich. Thanks for having me. All right. All see right. you. See you. See you. Bye. That's Rich Taylor. Uh, Kiefer. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate yeah. Thank you. It. I uh, love talking dirt bikes. You know that. Oh, I know you do. It's absolutely. You're here. <laughs> uh, we got the Pulp Mech Show in an hour and seven minutes, so we'll be talking a lot. I was more. here early for this. Yeah, you were. Thanks to RT. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thank you, Alpine Stars, Maxis as well for coming on board with this i hope this podcast helped you guys out a little bit and uh thanks a lot thanks for listening to the fly racing steve mathis show don't forget to check out some of our past shows including motocross legends such as the bad boy rick johnson i looked down and my hand was junk i mean it was sitting over to the side the tendons were jerking in weird places and my biggest disappointment with danny store because that he never said sorry because danny and i were friends and we've never talked since brian lunas before the 500 event dave and i fly to germany go down to stuttgart there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory we get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.